Welcome to a Spoonful of Sugar podcast with Pam and Amy. We're two friends living in the Midwest with our hubbies and kids. We're living our lives and dreaming of Disney. Join us as we discuss all things Walt Disney World and our love of Disney. Hello, everyone, and welcome to this week's episode of Spoonful of Sugar podcast. Welcome, welcome. Pam. Yes. So good to see you. You too. You look so pretty in pink, by the way. Oh, boy, thank you. I appreciate that. Yeah. So guess what our icebreaker is going to be today is all about pets. You are quite the animal lover, I must I say. I love animals. You do. I would be an animal hoarder mm, if it weren't those for... those people. Yeah. Yeah. But my husband sets me straight. Good. I mean, somebody needs to. No, false. <laughs> <laughs> we can't have you be one of those people on the 10 o'clock news. It's like, Wisconsin woman found living in her house with 27 cats and 47 dogs and her collection of rodents. <laughs> that sounds like heaven to me, actually. <laughs> But no, we we have to keep it, keep the numbers down. Uh But anyways, for this uh, icebreaker, let's talk pets. Let's talk about what was like your favorite pet or like your most exotic pet. Okay. Uh, I don't have any exotic pets. They were, uh, and except for one, all the pets we ever had were cats. Okay. We're cat people. Okay. So a favorite, I don't know if there was necessarily, maybe the favorite was one cat I called Ginny. Uh-huh. So she was uh, sort of the first one we got when we moved to Indonesia while I was uh, like 11 years old. And then the, I don't know if you'd call him exotic, and I forget his name, but at some point we had a sort of this yellow tabby cat. And I think the thing thought it was a puppy. Because it would just be, you know how cats are ten, tend to be, like, aloof. Oh, and yeah. Even if they want you, there's like, well, I can't let them know that I want to be with them because, you know, I'm all aloof and I'm doing my <laughs> own thing. I mean, this one was like all, would wait outside doors for you to come in and be like, all over you and so excited. And I was like, okay, you do realize you're a cat, but hey. That seems like the best of both worlds <laughs> because cats are like way easier because they can just like litter box. You uh-huh. don't have to worry about like walking them, letting them right, out or right, whatever. But right. then the whole like social aspect of the cat, mm-hmm. that seems amazing. Yeah. Seems like a good cat. How about you, woman? Well, my most exotic pet I've ever probably had would be Mr. Bojangles. He was my chinchilla. Oh, goodness. He was really adorable. And if you've ever pet a chinchilla, oh my gosh, it's like heaven mm-hmm. they're just they're so soft and he would just sit on your shoulder and like ride around he's super <laughs> he was a super cool dude but the thing about chinchillas they live forever like they don't die Ooh. so if you it's like a lifetime commitment yeah like they live for like 20 years i'm not even kidding uh. you so if you want a chinchilla you should probably do the math and think about it mm-hmm. um but i would have to say that my favorite pet is mm-hmm. my pet that loves you so much pam dennis the dapper disney dog Yay. so dennis is a greyhound he's a pretty big guy 
Rocky did race, mm-hmm. but he re- retired when he was three years old because he had twisted his um, ankle and they didn't want to race him again mm. that season mm-hmm. for because a lot of greyhounds when they come off the track is because of a broken leg. Oh, okay. So they don't want to run that risk. Mm-hmm. So he got pulled from the racing industry when mm-hmm. he was a mere three years old. Okay. And his racing name was Serial Killer, <laughs> even though he is like, well, Serial spelled C-E-R-E-A-L. <laughs> But he's just cornflake killer, <laughs> right? He's the most tame, he is. chill dog yes, that you've totally. ever met. So that's kind of what <laughs> makes it so funny. Yeah. But yeah, he's a good guy. I love him too. He's a good doggy. Oh, I need to see him sometime soon. Oh, we should arrange for that. I miss Dead Dead. <laughs> Okay, people, sometimes we have these fabulous conversations. We don't catch them on air. For some, you know, we haven't hit the record button yeah. for the podcast. And Amy and I were just sitting here discussing how she wants dogs in all sizes. Small, yeah. medium, large, and extra large. I don't think that's too much to ask. I <laughs> yes, really, it is. No. Unless you own a farm or something, woman. And I've seen your lovely home, and it's lovely. And you've got a big backyard, but it is not a farm. <laughs> There would be, like, obviously the small dog doesn't take up too much room. (sighs) Medium, okay, not bad. Large could be another greyhound, and greyhounds are super lazy. Like, (laughs) people think that greyhounds have all this energy and they run, run, Uh run, 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 run. No, greyhounds are like, dude, I'm retired. I am literally going to lay here. I am old man dog. Yes. Get off my yard, you puppies. (laughs) I'm just going to lay here around for the rest of my life. I'm so lazy. And, like, extra large, okay. But I don't think that's too much to ask. And then my dear friend Pam Cakes over here is like ridiculing me for wanting dogs I, in various sizes. Not so much ridiculing as just like laughing in your face. <laughs> is that a different thing? <laughs> I love our friendship. I just love our friendship. And I was saying it's a good thing her husband's in her life to keep her from doing things like this because, oof, this woman were on her own. Who knows? Yeah, because when he met me, I did have. Mr. Bojangles mm-hmm. plus two ferrets, Hansel and Gretel. Oh, goodness. And then after that, he's like, no more caged animals. Yes. So now we, it's a cat and dog, but. Okay, which is still a lot of animals. A cat and a dog? That's pretty we have, minimal. We have zero at our house. That's not a lot of animals. Okay, so you're talking about having a small, medium, you large. You have five children. You were talking about having a small, medium, and large dog, extra large dog. Yeah. I have the small, medium. <laughs> Older and extra old children, which transitions quite well into today's topic. See how I did that? Okay. Aren't you impressed with that segue? Yes, Mm -hmm. I see your transition. So today's topic, people, is taking a large family to Walt Disney World. I am very impressed with my transition there. That was a great transition, I I have to say. From dogs to children. (laughs) (laughs) So people, today we're talking about taking a large family. And you could be thinking, you know, oh, a large group, maybe extended family. And and that is certainly one thing. Today, we're actually just talking about if your particular family happens to be large, such as mine is. I think I qualify as having a large family. Yes. My husband, Sam, and I, we got our five kids. Mm -hmm. And they range in age. Our son is 24, our oldest. And our youngest, uh, who is our daughter, is eight years old. So we've got a lot of age ranges, you know. No dogs, but we've got children to cover all of that. There you go. There you go. (laughs) And so the seven of us, 
you know, two parents plus our five kids. We have done Disney together a number of times. So I thought, you know what? Let's talk about what it's like to do Disney with lots of people. Perfect. Because it's a very different vibe than doing it solo, doing it, you know, just a couple's trip or a girl's yeah. trip or a small family trip. So people, we're going to start with the first topic, which is, first of all, where do you put all these people? So places to stay on Disney property if you've got a large family. And a typical hotel room at Disney will uh, typically let you have four people in it, mm -hmm. say two queen beds. Some of them have like the pull down, like Murphy, like a little Murphy bed yeah. or the sort of the sofa that turns into like a one sleeper kind of thing. We've done that before. And so sometimes you can have five yeah. or you could have five if one is like under three and in a porter crib or something like that. Right. But if you are not within those sizes, then things start getting a little hairy. It's like, what do you do? Right. So a few options. Option one would be one of the family suites over at Art of Animation. I haven't done these, but I've heard they're basically like two hotel rooms and they've got like a little, I want to say a little kitchenette. So not a, a kitchen kitchen, but a kitchenette from what I've heard, as well as places for at least, I think, five or six people to stay, which gives you a little more room to move and groove and a few more people that are technically allowed in your room. And I think at Art of Animation, I think there's actually two bathrooms over there. Oh, nice. Yeah. I wish I had pulled that up so that I could verify for you all. But yeah, I think it's almost like two two different bedrooms with also two different bathrooms, but everything's attached so that you have a common mm -hmm. living space. Mm -hmm. And then you kind of each have your own area, if you nice. will. Nice. And too bad, I mean, we've done this trip to the Poly, or this girl's trip that we took, Amy, you and I, and a friend of ours. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And we had two bathrooms, and that... That was so oh, nice. Oh, so nice. So deluxe. So deluxe. Woo! Okay, and yes, just to confirm, okay. I've pulled it up now. Family suites include a bedroom with one queen-size bed, one double-size convertible table bed, one double-size sleeper sofa, a living room, two bathrooms, and a kitchenette. Nice. So can sleep up to six. Yeah. So those don't come that cheap, though. So just keep that in mind. You are going to pay for this extra large family you have. But if you have an extra large family, you probably already, already realize it's going to cost some money to yeah. keep you people afloat. Yeah. <laughs> uh, another way to do it, which is uh, something that our family has done before, sort of a basic way to do it that a lot of people think of, is just getting two connecting hotel rooms. Mm -hmm. So we did this, I think, back when we were family... I want to say family of six. I don't think we're a family of seven yet. And we got two connecting hotel rooms. Mm -hmm. We were at the Grand Floridian. And if I remember correctly, Disney does not guarantee that you can, you will receive sure. connecting hotel rooms. You just, you request, you know, mm -hmm. very nicely. Mm -hmm. But they do note if you have children with you, you know, I, yeah. I think you're pretty guaranteed to get one, but not absolutely definitely. Yeah. I don't think they can make that absolute promise. But in our case, we did. We showed up and we had two standard hotel rooms, but there was a connecting door that was unlocked between the two rooms. And that worked out really well. Oh, so that was nice. enough room for our whole family. We had like four queen size beds and we had like a porta crib in there for our uh, younger son. And, you know, if you got like little kids who need to have naps or something like that you can have them in one room and the rest of you can hang out and yes. be like a little bit louder in the other room that's very nice so it's it still is so that's sort of a next another step up which gives you a little bit more space but you're still kind of like on top of each other because mm -hmm. mm -hmm. you get to even with a family of four 
you get one room to be in. After a while, you start getting on each other's nerves and want to slap each other around. And <laughs> not that you should do that. But no. No but slapping. Start, <laughs> no. <laughs> so with a big family, you could have two rooms and still be getting on each other's nerves. So the next one that I have down, I'm not even sure why I put this down, but it may apply to somebody out there, not me, are the campgrounds. Yeah, this doesn't sound like you. <laughs> it's not me. Unless it's glamping. <laughs> Glamping would be over at the DVC Villas <laughs> or uh, Boulder Creek or something like that. So, yes, uh, Disney's Fort Wilderness Campgrounds. You can go there and do the whole tent thing or you got an RV or a camper or something like that. And I, I don't know if there are limits on the number of people you could have with those. I think there are definitely a large... I know at least of one large family who... This was their standard vacation thing because they were so large mm-hmm, mm-hmm. that having hotel rooms just was not a feasible thing for them financially, but they could go camping on the cheap. Yes, or I know even some of those cabins over there, Oh yes. they can sleep up to like 12 people in there. I mean, you'd have to have a pretty large family. 12 people cabins? Yeah. Girl, what are you talking about? At Fort Wilderness. I don't think so. They have, there are cabins there, but they sleep like six. Really? Yeah. I thought I saw that they slept up to 12. <laughs> What? <laughs> We're having quite the time here. Aww. <laughs> so there are the cabins too, if you want to do that. Now, if you want to do a tree house, there are tree houses over at Saratoga Springs. Okay. But those again, I think are six people. Okay. Maybe seven. Okay. So one thing that I, the, what we standardly do in my family, and what I would definitely recommend are the Disney Vacation Club Villas. And as we've talked about before, our family happens to be DVC members, so this is, we've already prepaid into this, so this is what we always do. But you don't have to be a DVC member to get a DVC villa. And these come in various sizes. There's the standard deluxe studio, which is sort of equivalent to a standard hotel room. There's the one-bedroom villa, which has your living space, your bathroom, your full kitchen, as well as a separate bedroom. And those typically sleep up to five. And then with our family, with seven, we have done the two-bedroom villas, which are the living, full kitchen, dining area, and two separate uh, bedrooms as well as bathrooms. Nice. So those are great. There's also what my husband hopes to achieve someday. It's on his personal Disney bucket list, the three-bedroom villas. Ooh la la. And those those can sleep up to 12. Oh, nice. Maybe you were thinking of that. I don't know what I was thinking, Pam Cakes. (laughs) 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 anyhow so yes those can will have three bedrooms and can sleep up to 12 i believe or 13 depending on the particular location and those are nice because they give you a few more options first of all you're just like on top of each other like you would be in a standard hotel room there's more room to breathe and move around and all that kind of thing and that leads us into our next category of things to consider with a big family which is food oh yeah because, honey, these people keep wanting to eat mm-hmm. three times a day. Every day. Can you imagine they that? They feel like they need to eat every day. How what is rude. the deal? And there's so many of them. <laughs> <sighs> and when you're on vacation at Disney, food is a major cost and yeah. a major consideration, no matter how size, what the size of your party is, whether you're one or 15. So lots of food. And there are different ways to do this. Since we we're just talking about the Disney Vacation Club villas, I will mention that if you're in a one-bedroom villa or larger, you have a full kitchen. 
Nice. I mean, a really nice full kitchen with full-size fridge, a range, an oven, a microwave, full-size dishwasher. I mean, so much nicer than my kitchen at home. <laughs> really nice. And so this is a way that you can save money mm-hmm. is by bringing in groceries, yep. either having them delivered or just getting a car or an Uber or something, going to the grocery store and stocking yeah. up and coming home. You can cook meals, you know, right there. Yeah. Save money that way. So that is one way to do the food thing. Yep. Yep. Another way to do it would be one of the Disney meal plans. And I think this this is something we have done on and off with our family as well, is typically we would do the standard Disney meal plan, which is the one quick service, one table service, two snacks per person per night of your stay. Yeah. And that is nice if you've got a family with like some older kids who you mm-hmm. trust to sort of go out on their own, you know, teenagers and whatnot, because they can use those snack credits when they're on their own. Sure. And you're not having to, you know, count every penny they just know how many snack credits they have they can spend them and then you come together at night and have the you know the the a table sit down meal yes, together yeah, yeah yeah but this could also happen with quick service mm-hmm. you want to talk about that amy well our family's down with quick service mm-hmm. because my kids instead of sitting at some restaurant they'd rather be like out there at the park riding sure. rides meeting characters whatever so with the quick service meal plan you don't have to like book months and months and months in advance. Yes, true. You can just kind of play it a little bit more by ear. And when mm-hmm. you're hungry, boom, just go find a quick service mm-hmm. spot and grab yourself some food. And it works the same way. If you've got younger kids, you, of course, would be in more control of that. But if mm-hmm. you've got older kids, they know how many quick service meals they have, yeah. how many snacks they have, and they can just sort of keep mental track of that. Sure. And it's a great way to sort of give them more independence, too. Most definitely. And a great way to sort of accommodate the needs between having younger kids and older kids all in the same family, which happens a lot. Yeah. Like if you're in a big family. Yes. If you're in a small family, maybe your kids are just like a year apart or something, and, mm-hmm. you know, they sort of go through these stages together. But if you're dealing with all the ages at all the times, like, because we are (laughs) it's good to have options that work for people i will say one last thing that's uh has worked out really well for us and that we've been doing for a while is we haven't not been doing the disney dining plan for a few years now instead what we do is we pay out of pocket but we have something called the tables in wonderland card and that is a card that's available to you (laughs) available for you to purchase (laughs) <laughs> as if this were some sort of honor you have, that you have the honor of purchasing this card if you are either a Florida State resident or a DVC member. Maybe also an annual pass holder. I'm not sure about that mm. one. You pay a certain amount. I want to say it's like 150 bucks, and it covers you for 12 months. And you this is for virtually, I want to say, all the table service restaurants at Disney, including places at Disney Springs and places like that. You'll go there and... At the end of your meal, which can be you plus, I think it's like a party of 10 in total. Oh, So wow. it covers our whole family. Yeah. And it will give you 20% off your meal, including alcohol, which is, you know, a big deal. That can be a big price, and usually discounts do not include alcohol. Includes alcohol, but then adds on an 18% gratuity, which you would have left a tip anyhow. Sure, sure. So for us, this has actually made us, I mean, m- much more money that, you know, this has been... It's made you money. It's made us money. <laughs> it saved us a great deal of money because we have saved a lot more than yeah. the amount that we paid for this thing. Sure. Because we are table service kind of people mm-hmm. who tend to mm-hmm. do one table service a day. And with the size of our family, this has definitely been the way to go. Sure. And my husband has crunched all the numbers and done all the... Done all his spreadsheets. Yes. Literally. Yes. He's into the spreadsheets <laughs> and the crunching of numbers and uh, really finds it for our family 
because it's one card and if you had a family of two it, you know it may not be worth your while but mm -hmm. with our family of seven we we can you probably make money make on that, for that in like one or two meals <laughs> <laughs> we make money on that pretty quickly so woman the last thing we want to cover with taking a large family to disney are different ways to tour the parks okay so different ways to tour the parks. So, woman, you're about to go to Disney World. Mm -hmm, have a fabulous mm -hmm. time. Your family of four. Yeah. Sort of a nice little compact family there. And I'm assuming when you tour, like the four of you, you stay together. For the most part. For the most part. For the most part. Every once in a while, we'll split up like two and two. Mm-hmm. But yeah, for the most part, we all stay together. Yeah. For the most part, you're together. Your boys are only like two years apart mm -hmm. from each other. Yes. So they're, you know vaguely the same age they're within same, the same interests yeah. all that yes and they're both boys and yeah. yeah so a lot of the same things you would be doing now if you've got a large family like we do we have boys we have girls we have someone with special needs we've got kids of all various you know we've got two legal adults almost three yeah and then two kids who are in elementary school so just a lot going on so people don't necessarily want to be riding the same rides like sure. our daughter is like still scared to death of Tower of Terror, which I was scared Aww. to death of until like Aww. two weeks ago. <laughs> I'm so proud of you for going on. Thank you. I appreciate that. I bought myself a kid. <laughs> nice. Um, and she won't do like Splash Mountain, stuff like this. And then you've got other people who are like, oh, yes, we want to do all the rides. Yeah. We love them. We are hardcore. People who want to, like my husband, be commando people there at Rope Drop, do all the things. What, on our last trip, my husband and our teenage daughter, Moana, did the 6 a.m. Oh, Disney boy. Hollywood Studios extra, extra magic oh, hours. Oh, boy. Ugh, I was like, no. I, no. <laughs> no. No, 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 no. That's very early. <laughs> That's very early. They felt it was worthwhile. They actually got the entire park done except for Galaxy's Edge. Wow. Good. During the extra, extra hours. So they had Slinky Dog open and yeah. Tower. They, they did everything and then were, were back to the resort by like 9.30 Wow. Wow. All right. Well, so, that was worth it then. Well, they were exhausted that needed a nap, but <laughs> <laughs> they were able to do a lot. So uh, one strategy you might want to think about is splitting up. So mm -hmm. this is something our family has done a lot. I'm getting more brave and doing more coasters and things, but I used to just like not do any. And I am the mom, so I typically stay back with the littler kids who, either because of fright or because of their short height fright or height um, could not ride the bigger rides and my husband would take the commandos the bigger kids off with him mm -hmm. so now everybody is in the commando stage our children except our youngest alice Aww. so she's still back with me so you can split up into two groups or however many groups you need mm -hmm. another thing with bigger families is sending those teenagers off by themselves because i feel perfectly fine with our like our three oldest obviously going off and, and doing Disney's their thing safe and they're adults i feel and, yes yeah. i feel safe and you know you go for it and you know what you're doing have a great time yeah with little children another thing to consider is the midday break mm -hmm. where it, and personally, I still like the midday break. <laughs> and I am not a young child. And on this past trip, I would do midday breaks. And I felt it was so good to just rejuvenate in the afternoon, especially with the Florida heat, and yeah. then go out there at night and hit it again. Yes. But for a different point of view, I know that you are not big into the midday break kind of thing. Yeah. We just like to hit the parks hard all day, every day. But 
I will say we usually do not. I mean, we've only been in the summer one time. Mm -hmm. So time of year, I think, makes a really big difference. Because I can see if you are going in the heat of the summer, that Mm -hmm. could really wear you down fast. Mm -hmm. We more like to go in like the fall and winter. Mm -hmm. So the heat is not so much a problem. And we Mm -hmm. can just keep going, going, going. That's awesome. No midday breaks. That's all. I told you, I think I alluded on one of my podcasts how I'm turning into the, uh, on my trip episodes about how I'm turning into the Disney vampire. <laughs> Come out at night. Yes, because the daytime, oh, we went in October, but still so hot. It's still hot. hot in October, yeah. Still so hot. And my thing is just stay in the resort and enjoy the resort. And when night time comes, you are out there. Well, when we went in July, mm-hmm. which was the only time we've been in the summer, but our midday breaks were... Not necessarily breaks, but it was like, we're going to go to the pool. We're going to uh-huh. go to one of the water parks water parks during mm-hmm. the day and then go to the resort, go to the resort, freshen up, take a shower, then hit the parks at night. Nice. Mm-hmm. Nice. I love the parks at night. Yeah. They're great. Awesome. Well, I think that covers our tips. Have you yeah. got anything else? No, I think that covers it. Okay. If you have additional tips, please send them in to us. Always interested to hear from our fabulous listeners. And if you could do us a favor and hop on over to iTunes or Apple Podcasts and leave us a rating or review, that would mean so much to us. Yes. Thank you all and look forward to hearing from you and see you next week. Bye. Thanks for listening, everyone. That's it for this week. We would love to get to know you through social media. You can reach us at SpoonfulPod. That's S-P-O-O-N-F-U-L-P-O-D at gmail.com. We're also at SpoonfulPod on both Twitter and Instagram. And of course, you can also like us at Facebook.com slash SpoonfulPod. Please subscribe and rate and review us on iTunes. And now you can also find your favorite sprinkle of Disney sugar on Google Play Music, as well as Stitcher Radio, Podbean, and TuneIn Radio. Thanks for joining us and sprinkling a little sugar into your day. Thanks for listening. Spoonful out. Spoonful out.